and welcome to episode number 44 of the Random Thoughts Podcast. That's R-A-N-D-U-M-B thoughts.com online. I am your host, Darren O'Neill. On today's show, it's kind of a callback to number 19, where we talked about some business fails and want to talk about a few things that have been happening more recently. And to prove a point, as you can hear my voice maybe failing a little bit, uh, we just did a three-hour-plus show of Grumpy Old Ben's, and we decided to do Random Thoughts live on the No Agenda stream, so we're kind of trying something a little bit different here, doing it live. If you're in the troll room, hey, we'll try to follow along as we go along for questions, comments, and criticisms, and if you don't know about the No Agenda stream, you should be checking that out anyway at noagendastream.com. There is a chat room and there is a link to where you can listen to stuff going all day, all night, always something being streamed. Like I said, back on episode 19, we talked about some fails. We gave Amazon a really bad time and rightfully so for some uh, bad shipping back then trying to get a lithograph in the mail. They tried it five different times and they damaged all five of them, which I kind of felt a little bit bad for them. but. It's amazing in this day and age how many companies still have issues trying to do some very basic customer service things. I've run into a bunch of restaurants lately that have absolutely no website, which makes zero sense to me. They have a Facebook page most of the time, but they don't have a website, so you don't have a menu. It's, I don't know. This seems to be a very basic thing to me. If you have a restaurant, you might want to let people know what you serve just an idea to maybe improve your business a little bit and uh, let you know what the pricing is all those kind of things otherwise you'll let yelp and google tell the complete story for you and that's not overall a good thing but a company a industry i should say that i would really expect to be on top of things would be the banking industry you would think that they've got this stuff down Pat when it comes to the technology, and it turns out that isn't really the case at all. One, the bank that we're with, which is a small local bank here in the Chicago area, for some reason, now that I'm using the Brave browser, which is a really cool browser, and I've tried the Dissenter browser as well, but now that I'm using these browsers that like to block tracking, I found that my bank doesn't want to let me log in. I get to the point where it asks for my username. I give that. I get to the point to where they want the password and they say, hey, we don't recognize this device. We need to send you a code so we can tell that it's really, really you. Super secret two factor authentication, which I'm all for a little bit of extra security is a good thing. So they get me the code, which the bank, which I will say one thing for a small bank, they at least offer the text code or they can call a voice number and they have a computerized voice that will speak the number that you need to log in. So they call, they give me the number, I put it in to the website and it takes me right back to username. So I'm like, okay, what the hell is this? Some kind of a glitch? Put the username in again, and it goes right back to, we need to send you a code. And this is happening now with Firefox. This is happening with, um, like I said, the Dissenter browser and the Brave browser. And you're absolutely right. Sir Bemrose in the chat slash troll room says it's a feature, an important signal that I need to go to a credit union. That may be the case. 
because the only browser that I can get this to work with, and this will also trigger Sir Bemrose, if you're not listening to my other podcast, Grumpy Old Benz, which I do with Sir Ryan Bemrose, the Sir, of course, is a title given by the No Agenda show. So he's not royalty in the sense of, you know, from London or England or someplace like that. But the problem then became the only browser that would work, and Mr. Bemrose has worked for Microsoft in the past, the only browser that would work right now with my bank is Microsoft Edge and Microsoft Internet Explorer. And that pisses me off because I don't want to use those two browsers and I don't want to uh, have to give up any kind of security. I don't understand why browsers that maybe are just blocking trackers, why my bank would have a problem with those, but the bank seems to and it's not just the bank to be fair the company that uh, the the grocery store where we get our prescriptions done same thing they don't like these new browsers that block things and you have to ask yourself why that is i mean i allow cookies i mean i'm not saying that I, i'm not crazy or i don't go the whole route where i don't have any scripts being run or anything like that i allow cookies for their for their site and it still doesn't want to work on anything but the Microsoft browser, and, and that seems bizarre to me. But more than just our local bank, I wanted to get a savings account opened up, and I figured, you know, I was looking around at different rates, and at least there's some great websites that you can go to to see who gives decent rates on something like a savings account, because a lot of places give you nearly nothing as far as an interest rate goes. So I looked around and I saw, okay, well, Capital One, which is a pretty big company, it's a pretty big bank or whatever they are. They're more than a bank. They're more, uh, you know, of a big kind of a monolithic brand, I think. Um, and Capital One has a small savings account of mine, which only has like 20 bucks in it from back in the day when, if you remember, if you're old like me, and if you remember when this big internet thing hit and there start being a couple different companies that were doing savings online, doing banking online, the people that were at the forefront of this, one of those was a company called ING Direct. And way back when, maybe a decade ago, I had an ING Direct savings account, which over the years just pretty much let it falter down to the level that it was now like 20 something bucks that was in it. And it, but the but the account is still sitting there. I can log in. I can access it. ING Direct was sold, acquired, whatever it is. But ING Direct, this account is now with Capital One. So I looked it up and saw that Capital One. There are two different types of accounts that they have. The one that I was in was the shitty one because, well, again, there's only like twenty bucks in there anyway. But it was a one percent account. They did offer an account that was 2%. And the other places that were out that seemed reasonable were somewhere between the 2% and the 2.5%. And the 2.5% was a company, I kid you not, to get this rate. It was like FitBank was the name of this, if I remember correctly. And to get this rate, it was tied into like your Fitbit type device. And if you did, it depended your interest rate from what I could tell. And I still think this is nuts. So if I'm wrong, feel free to reach out and let me know. But it appeared that the interest rate you would get on your savings account was tied to how many steps you walked that particular month, quarter, however they do it. I don't know. Maybe it could be weekly. 
and they changed this, but it was in order to get you to allegedly exercise and walk. Although I think there are ways where you can screw with this Fitbit. So I'm not really sure how well that actually works, but it seems that there is a bank out there that wants to tie the interest rate that they give you with how much you can walk or how much you can fool your Fitbit device into thinking that you've walked. I'm like, okay, I don't need to go through all that. I've already got an account with Capital One. How hard could it be to get a second savings account with Capital One, the same bank that I've got this little account that already exists with? Well, it turns out, much like trying to log into my local bank here with Brave or Firefox, I logged into the Capital One account and I saw my account. Everything's cool. And I go and I look at the other types of products that they have. And I say, oh, well, here's the other type of savings account. This one has 2% instead of one. That's twice as good. So I click on the thing saying I want to open up one of these accounts. And it comes up with a page that says, well, in order to confirm that it's you. And let me just repeat what I just said, which was I was already logged in to my Capital One account and able to access the old ING one that had moved over the little 1% interest account. I was able to log in. I was able to access that. I was already logged into Capital One, but clicking on the button saying, I'd like to open a second savings account with you. I want to tie it to the same bank that's tied to the one that's already existing. You already have all of my information. You already have my social security number. You already have all of this other bullshit. I click on the button saying, yeah, you know what? I want to open up this second savings account. And it asks, do you have an account with us? If so, we can pre-fill a lot of this information, blah, blah, blah. So I click, yes, I do have an account with you. And the next screen that comes up says, well, to confirm it's you, we need to text message a code to the number ending in one, two, three, four. Well, the problem was that the number ending in one, two, three, four was not my cell phone, but the home phone number that's been attached to this account account for you know a decade plus. Then if you clicked on the little button that said, this isn't available to me right now, they're like, well, call us for more information or call us for a, you know, somebody to help you. And I'm like, are you freaking kidding me in this day and age that I have to like get somebody on the phone to fix your screw up? So I'm like, you know what? Let me take a look. I went back into my account again, the one that I was able to log into. And I went to the part where you set up all of your information, where it's got your name and address and all this other stuff. And I'm like, hey, it'll let me add a mobile phone number. That'll be what this thing needs to understand that I can't text a home number. I'll give them a mobile number. I put that in and then go back and try the whole thing again. And it still just gave me the option of wanting to text the information to a number that could not receive texts. My only other option was to call somebody on the phone and try to deal with that bullshit. And I said, no, thank you. I looked at the website that listed all of the rates. American Express said they offer savings accounts at 2.1%, which is another 0.1% better. Not that that's really anything in this day and age, but American Express offers this. So I'm like, well, let me see how hard it is to get this set up with American Express. 
I logged into my American Express account, which we have for a credit card, clicked on savings. It asked a few questions and the account was open. So uh, American Express gets the business. Capital One doesn't. And you just have to wonder how much money a bank like that can be losing by being that absolute stupid on having a system that wants to force a text message to a number that can't take text messages. So I, I was amazed by that. I guess I shouldn't be because I see this stuff enough, but I would have figured a, a bank the size of Capital One really wouldn't have uh, had that kind of a problem, especially once I added the cell phone. But Capital One, I mean, I know we're taking that $20 out because that's really going to hurt them. But you know what? They lost a savings account. They lose a customer. And American Express will get the account. And it's interesting when you're looking at all this kind of stuff, when as, as anything else now with reviews online, it is pretty much vital for banks that you're not familiar with. And there were a few that gave better rates, but you know, I don't know if I want to put my money into, you know, the Ryan Bemrose bank. I don't, I don't know if the Ryan Bemrose bank would be too big to fail or too small to fail or too small to go after if it disappears with all of my money. Maybe all of those things combined. I don't know. But that was my experience there trying to get a savings account opened with a bank where I already had an account. You would think that would be easy, but uh, no, it turns out that that's not easy enough to to do. And it, it, that just kind of amazed me. But the other thing I was wondering, I don't think I talked about this on a random thoughts previously, because this is another thing that's been annoying me. For the last few weeks when the summer started. So we now we're in the middle of July. We're basically melting when we walk outside in Chicago today. It's like 95 degrees and humid. One of the things that I can't stand doing is cutting the grass. So I'm, I'm lucky my wife enjoys doing it. She likes the hot weather. So that's a beautiful thing. But I said at the beginning of this year, I'm like, you know, cutting the grass on one of your days off takes a lot of time. It takes effort. There's other stuff maybe you'd like to be doing on your two days off that there are services that do this. My parents have it. And, you know, my mom's uh, cousin who lived a couple blocks away from us had it until she passed away. And, you know, it's like 30 bucks a week and they come out and they do everything for you. They cut the grass. They, you know, you don't have any garbage to worry about. They do the trimming and all of this. And, and yes, Radix in the troll room, the chat room says, I married well. I agree. My wife will do that. And really, I could, it wouldn't be that bad to cut the grass, except being six foot six, I would have to go get another piece to extend the handle on the lawnmowers. Cause that's another rant of mine that these things just aren't built for people of height. Cause there's no way to adjust this thing to get the, to get the actual lawnmower handle up higher to where when I cut the grass, it ends up, you know, my back hurts for like the next day afterwards because you have to kind of bend over to do it. And basically you're bending over anyway, which is why it's like, I don't know. I don't like doing yard work. Not one of my favorite things to do. So the idea was let's have somebody else do it for the 30 bucks a week or whatever it costs. It seems for the time saved, for the hassle saved for not having to worry if it's raining those two days when she's off of work to have to deal with it. I thought it would be an easy thing to do. So I start looking for companies in the area that do this service. And I found four of them. 
And this was, like I said, right about the time summer was starting. Four of these companies, three of them had email addresses. One of them just had a Facebook page. And the one that just had the Facebook page, the only reason I was kind of interested in them is that every week their trucks are literally parked in front of my house while they do a neighbor's house two doors down. So they're here. (laughs) I'm like, you're in front of my house. You're often unloading your stuff. And in front of my driveway, I can stand at my uh, mailbox and I can touch your truck. I mean, that's where you are. So I figured this would be a great company to be like, hey, you know what? You're here anyway. Give me a deal. I mean, because you don't even have to drive to my house. You're already at my neighbor's house. What's your best deal? They only had a Facebook page, so I messaged them on Facebook. The other three companies that do this kind of thing in our little town here, just outside of Chirac, they had email addresses on their website. So all three of those, I sent the same message, sent my name, address, and said, I'm looking to get weekly lawn service done and asked what their fee was, which was the exact message I sent to the to the fourth company where the trucks come here once a week while they're doing the neighbor. I sent that to that company through Facebook. All four of them at the beginning of summer was the message was basically, give me a price. I want somebody to do this work. So all you had to do was give me a price. Out of those four, do you know how many I heard back from? None. (laughs) Not a single one. It absolutely amazes me. I kind of understand the Facebook thing because I think people set that kind of stuff up. You're right. Sir Bembro says in the chat room, if you've logged into Facebook, you've already lost. But that was the only way. I mean, I guess I could have called them, but I'm not the type of person that likes to pick up a phone and call, even though, as you might be able to tell, I like to talk. But I figured, let me try this technology thing out and got zero response from four companies where I gave them my address. All they had to do was send me a price and wait for me to say yes or no. And I guess nobody wanted that business. And it's, it's kind of a weird thing to me that you take the time, you set up a business, you put up a website, you add an email, but you have absolutely no interest in reading those emails and responding. And I, I don't get that. If you're not going to respond, if you're if you have an asshole web guy and I was one for years, and if you have a web guy that's setting up your website and he's like, hey, what do you want me to put your email address, man? And you know you're not going to check it, do everybody a favor and don't put an email address on the site. You're much better off to put just a phone number because if somebody if any one of these four would have just had a phone number and said, do not message, only call. I may have called one and they may have gotten business, but since all four of these gave me the option to contact them either via email or Facebook messenger and none of them responded, yeah, another year that we're not using a grass service. And I guess, hey, I should be happy about that. That's a few bucks saved and and that's nice, but uh, it's weird if you have a small business and you're not really looking for new customers. You know, one place I did have a good experience was uh, right before the 4th of July, our kitchen sink backed up. And I'm not a plumber, but I get the basic idea of what's happening when your kitchen sink backs up. I understand that there are pipes and stuff gets stuck. You got grease. You got all this other stuff going down. 
and I took the part underneath the sink apart, you know, and that all was clear. And so it was a little bit further down. And I understood that what I needed was something to rod the, you know, to rod the pipes out to clear whatever was impeding the flow of water. I needed to do that. So we went and got a, well, my wife went because she likes to go to Home Depot. I mean, she'll spend like all day and all night in Home Depot. She's the one that likes the, all the cool, you know, if you can like kill somebody with a power tool, that's what she likes. And I'm just like, oh, can I buy a new microphone? That's what I like. I want a new microphone. I want something cool for the technology aspect. And she'd like to go to Home Depot and just, you know, waste all the time and money that you can there. And she went and got one of these little hand router things, you know, like 30 bucks and tried that. And that didn't work. And I also understood like what was going on, because, of course, underneath the sink, that all was clear. And once you got into the wall, the pipe made a hard right. And then a little bit further down, it either went up or it went down. And unfortunately, it was going up and that's not where the clog was. So called a plumber. And of course, this is on. July 2nd. So I'm thinking like, well, nobody's going to want to be working, uh, you know, on July 3rd, which also happened to be the day my dad was going in to have his uh, hip replacement done, which he just got out of the hospital for that. And all is going well. No agenda. Health karma really works there. So that was a good thing. But I sat at home, waited for the plumber. And the guy, when I had talked to him the night before, said he was going to be here at I think it was 10 a.m. And sure enough, he showed up exactly at the time he said he was going to be here and to me that was the first thing that was like well i'm used to dealing with contractors who you know like comcast well we'll be there between noon and 12 o'clock what What, you gave me like a 12 hour yeah that's usually what you get and if somebody says they'll be there say between noon and five they're showing up at three minutes to five because that's just the way it works so one i was impressed that this guy showed up absolutely on time Came in with the biggest, baddest ass routing machine that you can possibly have. I mean, I looked these things up online just to be like, well, hey, what would you need to do something like this to get the job done? He said the thing was like a 75 foot snake. And I know you can make all your own sexual innuendo jokes right there. But uh, these devices cost like 1500 bucks. So it's like, yeah, you're not going to uh, you're not going to buy one for just the the times you have a problem and i don't know if i'd even want to rent one and deal with bringing these things back and forth because they're you know they're really the size of you know like a small uh, little generator type thing so they're not they're not a very you know easy thing to carry around the guy brings this thing in goes through puts everything back together and it's like oh no it's immediately the water's backing back up i'm like yep that's what happened to me every time i tried and i did with the little handheld one tried for hours to get that sink cleared and he's like oh yeah that'll happen he's like i'll just when i get to that point next time i'll turn the thing into reverse and i was walking into the front room at the time and then all of a sudden i could feel like under the floor that the rod underneath like slapping around in the pipes i'm like yeah well that'll do it it'll be fine uh you definitely got it went down at that point instead of up at that little junction. And sure enough, that all worked out. And, uh, you know, granted, it, it wasn't cheap. And I understand it was also July 3rd. So it's kind of holiday pay, you know, 275 bucks to get the the sink cleared. But he was here exactly on time. Didn't waste any of my time doing it. You know, was very clean when it came to, you know, didn't leave crap all over the place. Things didn't explode when this thing was done. And it got the job done. And I'm like, well, you know, that isn't really bad 
considering I spent a few hours trying to clear that myself. So it, it comes down to, you know, sometimes you should probably just call a guy when you need something done. And, you know, plumbing for me is probably that electricity and me are definitely that because things just kind of get dangerous when you when you start dealing with that kind of stuff. So it wasn't a complete fail when it comes down to the businesses that I've been dealing with lately, but there certainly has been some. The people that, hey, if you have a grass cutting service and you're in the uh, south side of uh, Chicago, you know, hit me up because at some point we're probably going to get one. I just don't know why nobody wants Nobody wants to work for me. I mean, maybe there's there's something to be said there. Maybe they know me. Maybe they checked. Maybe they Googled me, found the podcast. I'm like, oh, I don't want to don't, don't want this guy talking about me on that podcast. He does, you know, but maybe the uh, the banks, I need to get off the little local bank here too. Sir Bembro says, go to a credit union. Uh, maybe you have to look into that. Find somebody that you can trust to hold on to your money. And um, the other thing I thought was funny, and this really, you can't even blame Starbucks for it. although. When uh, Mr. Bemrose is out of the Seattle area, and we talked about Starbucks a little bit earlier when we were doing the grumpy old Ben's episode with Larry from that Larry show, the Starbucks in the hospital where my dad had a surgery and then was in for a couple of weeks before he was released. They had a Starbucks in the little cafeteria area, which seems like, okay, I guess I understand it, but they have a sign up that says they were open until seven o'clock daily during the week and it turns out they were closing at like two o'clock every day because they had nobody to work but nobody changed the sign which one i thought that was kind of annoying and i'd like to blame starbucks for it but it appeared to be a hospital uh employee that was actually manning the starbucks thing which i don't understand necessarily uh, how that works either but the cafeteria at this hospital which is one of the biggest hospitals in the chicago area christ hospital in oak lawn which is where they bring if you're shot if you're on the south side of chicago and you get shot you're probably getting rushed to christ hospital they've got the trauma they've got the the surgeons that know how to deal with that kind of stuff so they're the big hospital you know if you're if you're in a major accident where you need a trauma center you're going to christ hospital but in the typical the government we know better than you mentality when you go into the cafeteria area at this hospital you can you know we went down looked again went to visit my dad a couple times went down to have lunch and you can get yourself just about anything you want to eat which is kind of humorous because you can get a you know i had um a steak sandwich that was okay you know a little philly cheesesteak with cheese and onions and all that on there you could get burgers you could get fries you can get tater tots you can get pizza you can get all of this fried shit which will just you know, cause a coronary in in just about a matter of moments. You can get all of that fried shit, but you know what you couldn't get? Any drinks with sugar in them, except at Starbucks. But their whole refrigerator of drinks had nothing but diet sodas, diet um, energy drinks, which I'm sure those are really healthy, and unsweetened teas. And it just caught me as funny that right next to these big refrigerators were the little stand with the cereals where you could get the most sugary cereals you wanted you could also get donuts <laughs> i mean you could buy as many donuts as you want and shove them in your fat fucking face but you couldn't buy a drink with 
sugar in it. I just didn't really understand the the concept with that. It seemed to be a little counterproductive that you're going to sell me donuts. You're going to sell me sugary cereals. You're going to sell me all of the deep fried crap that you want. But I can't get a Coca-Cola with real sugar in it because that's going to kill me. That's going to be the stuff that's bad for me. And it's funny because when you go through the uh, to, when you check out of these things, the cashiers, you know, they kind of look at you like, yeah, there's there's a 7-Eleven right across the street if you want to go over and and get that. And the funnier thing was, you know, don't want to get anybody in trouble. But it seems that all of the nurses stations buy sugar drinks. And we'll sell them to the patients at a buck a piece. They're there. I understand for the nurses and stuff like that. They chip in kind of like a coffee thing. And it's nice that they will allow the patients to uh, to get those because for some reason you can't uh, you can't buy those there. Although they will bring a sugar drink to the patients, which is, again, I'm not really sure I understand the logic to it. But, you know, hey, I get it. I'll just if I really need a sugar fix at the hospital. You got me. I'll buy a donut and an unsweetened tea, but you know I can't buy that Coca-Cola because that may kill me. Don't understand it, but then again, I don't understand a lot of stuff. So I hope you've been digging what we've been doing here on the Random Thoughts Podcast. I'm glad my voice is held out for yet another episode and that we've proven to Ryan Bemrose that, yes, we can even do a one-man show and go for 30 minutes without shutting the hell up. And we can do it well. Hopefully, we did it well. If you really like what you're hearing, do us a favor and go on to our website, randomthoughts.com, R A N D U M B thoughts.com, and subscribe. Do it on iTunes, do it on Android, do it however you want. Get the RSS feed. Hell, click, send me an email. And every time a new show drops, you'll get an email that gets you the MP3 goodness so you never miss a show. If you really enjoy what you're hearing, feel free to go to the website and click that little donate button and help us keep the lights on. Any little bit helps. And just listening is really the biggest thing. We're, we're still surprised that people like the show, listen to the show, enjoy the show. It is a humbling and honoring thing to know that people care enough to give you their time is actually, as I learned with trying to clear a clogged sink, time is much more valuable than money more times than not. So until next time, I am Darren O'Neill. Thanks for listening.